You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. So you're taking a romantic weekend with your lover. Yes. What do you bring with? The Weekender Kit by Kama Sutra. Oh, that's exactly what you should bring with. I'll tell you why. Because I don't like when I go away and I have to bring a huge bottle of lube and massage oil and a candle. Oh, hell no. You bring this little Weekender kit and it fits in a pocket. It's like the size of a deck of cards. And it includes everything you could ever want to enhance your foreplay. And Kama Sutra has been around since 1969. How do you like that one? And they are the originators of the oil of love, which is a kissable body treat i just tasted it it's, it's a combination of a coconut and pineapple it's delicious well they come in six different flavors so get ready for that mode okay and if you want 20 percent off your kama sutra order go to kamasutra.com and enter promo code mom m-o-m and you get 20 percent off that's, yeah that's awesome I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I was in the middle of singing. Why did you start? Well, you should just say your name. Okay, so I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son He's a stand-up comic, a mime, and a Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex. Moot? We do it for many purposes. One is to entertain you, one is to educate, and the other is to promote positive sex talk. Look at that. Openness with, this, with sex hopefully will re- reduce the shame and stigma around it, and also the abuse and violence around it, and increase pleasure. It's getting too real. It's getting too real. We're you're listening to the Monday morning after show. Woohoo! That is where we get to talk to you, our lovely listeners, by answering your questions and comments. And we got a lot this week. Oh my god! Did we ever? Did we ever? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, and I would like to begin with a beautiful one, a beautiful voicemail we got from Patron Rick. Let's hear it. Hi, this is Patron Rick. I wanted to say I like the idea of Cam experimenting with the lower voice. Why not? Have fun. And over time, you may find that you speak in a lower voice, and people will find that more attractive if that matters to you, or you may be able to persuade people better. Why not? Have fun. The episode you did with Roxanne, I think that was her name, was tremendous. Great. I'm going to listen to it again. She, it sounds like she's had so much fun. Uh, that's inspiring for all of us. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you, patron Rick. <laughs> I will try to speak in a lower voice thank, uh, and, and play around with it more. Thank you, patron Rick, for encouraging this behavior. Not. <laughs> um, he also, he followed it up, actually, with a, a very sweet text message. First, he said, happy birthday to me. Which I love. Thank you very much. Yeah. My, my birthday is uh, March 9th, so I am now... Uh, the time that you are listening to this, I am 30 years old. I can't even believe it. Unbelievable. Uh, My little boy has turned 30. If you all knew him, he had the biggest, biggest round, not round, I guess they were just big eyes. Round? Well, I was talking about round eyes. eyes? Yeah. Most people have round eyes. In fact, if you don't have round eyes, (laughs) you've got some seeing problems. They were very big eyeballs. Yeah. I I do have these big, big eyeballs. They say Pisces people in general have big eyeballs like fish. Yeah. Well, then I I also want to say, by the way, that he followed up with saying, 
he loved the Roxanne episode. It was so exciting. Caused me to check and see my Patreon credit card had to be replaced. The extra content was worth the price no matter what. No question. Patron Rick. And you guys, if you want to really get to the the, the get the down dirty. and dirty, the the good stuff, like the cream to the crop of the podcast comes out usually at the end, and that's our Patreon bonus episode. So join patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And if you've had a hard time locating us before, it's because they put us under like adult content and I got rid of that stuff. You took a stand. I did. I took a stand. You took a real bulldog stance to this whole thing. I said, what is this? Why are you limiting people's ability to find us on Patreon? And you said, we are not at all sex. We are not at all adult content, which is a uh, a fabrication, I would say. Because (laughs) it's a lot of... Literally, the episode that we... That we just released with Derek Pierce is probably the most sexually explicit episode on the iTunes store. uh, Derek Pierce being the... Porn star uh, that is in episode 188, Mom Gets Turned On by Triple X, Derek Pierce. Did you guys just hear my mother look up the the, <laughs> the episode for the first time? Yeah. It's I unbelievable. It. I found it. Found it. Uh, we love when you guys leave us ratings and reviews. And I wanted to read one if that would be, if that's okay with you, mother. It's definitely okay with me. There's nothing that gives me more pleasure. All right. This one says... Uh, I don't know. If, did we read this one? Oh, here we go by again. Ju- love you guys! Exclamation five stars by Julie Miz. No, I absolutely love the podcast. This podcast, Cam and Karen Lee are so relatable, hilarious, and open. I have learned a lot as well, which has helped me be more open about sex in my own relationships. Thanks for the laughs and keeping me company in the car rides around Boston, Julie. P.S. Cam, I know you don't like your high voice that much, but I absolutely love it. Keep being you. Smiley face. Oh. I love, you, I love that on many levels, especially the last line. Why don't you like this high voice? No, she said, keep the high voice. Don't do the low voice. Oh, so you, you like that. I, I, I like, know. I, I, why, why do you like my high voice? Because I like the one you sound like Mickey Mouse. Uh, no, no, uh-huh. Uh-huh. no, I like your high voice because you're not like trying to be someone you're not. You're not this baritone or whatever you're trying to be and you talk really slow also when you do that <laughs> well i don't have a lot of energy yeah uh, that sounds terrible <laughs> i we have another text that says cam sounds way better with inflection in his voice that is all inflection meaning high voice yeah i guess that's another one for your uh i'm gonna take a poll on instagram for if you guys are not following us on instagram oh, God. We're also enough s- with this high voice shit uh, we're gonna take a little poll as to and you'll be seeing a lot of polls because I've been wondering about that. If you, I'd love to hear more about you and what your likes and dislikes are. So I'm going to take a poll on whether or not you like Cam's low or high voice. This one said, hi, I've been listening to your show for a while now and I love it. You guys are hilarious. Also, I hope Cam knows he's super hot and his voice is sexy AF. I mean, like, for real, he should be way more confident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy, sexy AF cam. Sexy AF. Mickey I, I Mouse. think she's referring to my my low voice. No, though. it says specifically the All high right. voice. Sexy We're not going AF. back into. Oh, we got another one here that says, "Hey guys, just listen to episode one eighty six. Cam, your voice is fine. That the way it is. Not saying your deeper voice isn't great either. Much love, you too. Okay, so a lot of people are agreeing with you. It turns a lot out. of people like Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is very sexy to a lot of people. (laughs) Or the low voice is very boring to a lot of people. I'm going with door number two for sure. (laughs) Uh, How about uh, last night, my voice was not so low. 
Last night. Do you want to? Should uh, we give a little update on what's going right, on over we're gonna here? We're going to give you a little life update. Aside from the fact we are going to do a little bit more birthday celebrating uh, on the next morning after show because uh, I wasn't really prepared for this one. Um, but we are also going through some rather horrific times uh, dealing with my father, who's literally uh, on death watch, I guess we would call it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's got The turmoil. prognosis is that, is that he's probably Tur- going to live around... A few more months. A few more months, which is great, actually, because I thought it was a few more days. There's one thing you can't plan, and that's Well, who really knows, death. to be honest? But no one really knows, and I'm hoping it lives for 10 more years. But this is getting very depressing. All right. The bottom line is he's got terminal pancreatic cancer. And so that being said, Cam and I have been like just over there night and day. and We're in Chicago right now. We're in Chicago. And it's getting really sad. And Cam wrote a beautiful um, birthday card for him, even though Oy. his birthday card's not till April. I know. Talk, talk about, I, you know, I wanted a way to, ex- to express my love for him. So I needed a, but I didn't want to say, hey, this is the card I want to give you before you die. So I said, your birthday is next month. Here's an early birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you die before I'm able to give it to you in person again. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is you're very, very close with your grandfather. And, and I think also... There's a big part of you that, you know, sees him as a father figure since you lost your dad. Yeah, this is all accurate. So last night, we had a little talk about it before we were going to bed, and... There was a bellowing. Yeah, Cam started bellowing. I I mean, it sounded like I wasn't... It was so out of control. It was just... It was almost like uh, an exorcism or something. It really was wild. It was a spirit coming out of me. I, I honestly had zero control... And this fucking hollow, primal scream yeah. came out like several times. I think the people in the hotel must have thought there was a murder going on. I, literally, I think they did because a few minutes after it was done, <laughs> there was a, like a someone trying to open our door. It could yeah. have been the like security going. Are you are you murdering your son? It was wild. It was honestly. I, I, and afterwards, I felt a huge weight came off my chest. I'm glad like you a, did a, that. A but... literal weight. It was very upsetting to watch you and listen to you do this. <laughs> Just <laughs> FYI. I was like, what do I do while he's going through this like cathartic uh, experience? I know. It was pretty interesting. And I didn't know if you, you know, I didn't know if you also wanted the catharsis like that. I it, do my own cathartic screaming. Yeah. And I, don't really, was, I don't really scream. I do more of like a sob. You think I've done that before? I've never done that in my life. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I, can you reenact it for our <laughs> listeners? It was, it was much louder than that. Well, it, well I no, mean, there was no it abandon. Was, it, mean, was like, it was like, it was like, literally, like somebody either was having an incredible sexual experience, which was not the case, or you were being murdered. Well, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I was, I was afterwards, I was like, whoa, that felt really good to get that out. And then I was, I was thinking, if you, it, honestly, it was the same. This sounds very strange, but it was the same experience, like. When if I'm with a woman and she, and I come and then I, she, I want to make sure she gets off, this is I know that sounds very strange, but I was like I had experienced this huge release and I wanted to make sure that you, in this morning session that you also experienced the huge release. But yeah. I, you clearly did I, not. I did not. I was just more concerned that they were going to send security. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. I've never heard something like I, this. Honestly, it was not a conscious decision at all. I was not in control of that. Yeah, you know there is a, a form of therapy called primal therapy. 
where you do this shouting and screaming like a cathartic type of release. Yeah. So maybe you did a little releasing. I, I definitely did you some did, fucking releasing. You did some releasing, but it, it's been rough. But, and if you guys understand and can empathize with what we're going through, let us know. In the, oh, uh, it's later. unbelievable. Yeah. It's put everything into perspective. Yeah. You know, even like talking about money seems so silly silly you know like you're talking about money in one room and you you're i'm with my grandpa in the other room and i'm like this does not matter at all you know yeah you can't do anything but unfortunately you have to kind of you have to have those discussions so that you can kind of arrange you know because to help them to to help them you know organize how how to move forward after this right it's a terrible feeling the whole thing is just very upsetting but it's also very um comforting to be together as a family and go through this together so i mean i've been learning a lot well first of all i wanted to say one thing when i went to go read him his card (laughs) i i tried to i tried to first of all i you know when you're with a cancer patient or someone with cancer you don't want to get them sick right right of course not so it's chicago so i'm getting a little sniffly over here I start, I go to, I've been trying to like sneeze away from him. Oh no. Around him Don't tell me you sneeze at my dying dad. <laughs> no, no, no. But immediately upon opening the card in the first line out, I become a fucking sieve and there's, there is <laughs> snot flying. I'm not kidding. Like immediate <laughs> snot just dripping <laughs> everywhere out of my nose. And he goes, you have a lot of emotions. A lot of emotions and a lot of snot. I was like, "Fuck this! But this snot better not get anywhere near this dying man. Uh, yeah. If this is if this snot is what does him in, I'm gonna feel terrible." <laughs> well, see that the turkey tail mushrooms that I caused him to take. We found out that if you take these turkey tail mushrooms, it's, it can really help with your, um, your your ability to digest chemotherapy, which is what he was going through. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the chemotherapy had a terrible effect on him and he had and explosive diarrhea and, and, vomiting. and we met with the doctor yesterday and she's like well and mom goes should he take more of that turkey tail mushroom and she's like i don't know i mean he got an upper respiratory uh, bowel i don't know whatever upper she, gi infection I, meaning was, uh probably not a good idea probably the reason that, that he was probably in the hospital is because of me <laughs> <laughs> she really my, pinned it on you. Yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling that uh, that sense of relief by hearing that. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's 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 this whole experience has been very. Uh, it, it's such a learning experience. Yeah. In that you you realize how important it. Is. Like for me, I, I have never had uh, much desire for, to have kids i mean i guess i had a desire but never like a an imp- like such a passionate preference for it until i've seen this experience and i'm like holy fuck you know it would be it's so hard to get old and then to get old without having kids to to die alone really you know to die alone and you to have it's so important to have a family around to take care of you yeah and i i see what you're doing with you with your parents is it's beautiful it's a, it's a very sweet thing. I just don't know that on in any other way. So, but I'm getting emotional over there. I'm getting emotional, a little verklempt. But on the other hand, we've been using humor a lot because our family is quite humorous. We're not the only comedians in the family. Uh, actually, we're probably one of the least funny in the family because my brother is hilarious. My father is, whether or not he wants to be. Can ho- you speak for yourself? For okay, a second whatever. Well, all right, you're hilarious too. By the way, as literally, I'm changing my grandpa last night. Right, this is 
prior right prior to reading him this card you're you're putting his pajamas on you're not changing his diaper no I'm, I'm putting his pajamas on or he's i'm helping him and he suddenly he reaches over grabs a vomit bag from the <laughs> like this extended vomit bag and i was like oh he, is he gonna about to start puking and he blows into it and says put this on this guy and he points at this little doll this little statue. wooden statue in the corner of the room that he wants me to put the the vomit bag on his head it's as, like, a, as a hat yeah it came from indonesia or some weird country like that easter island easster island it looks like uh and he called it kava kava yeah he has little and names a big for, dick he literally sleeps yeah. next to this this wooden statue with a big dick and <laughs> This is where you get it. Because this is I, where I get it. I go, what's this, going on here? And he goes, he's well built. <laughs> this is <laughs> so there's a lot of comedy going on in the family uh, tree as well. And then uh, for more comic relief, I, obviously I've not been sleeping very well. Oh, right? my God. And so I decided it might, it might be a good idea for Cam and I to take a little... A trip to see some a uh, play at the at the Steppenwolf <laughs> Theater, which, if you guys don't know anything about theater in Chicago, it, Steppenwolf is phenomenal. It's really incredible. It is like the top talent in Chicago. It's it's usually drama, but they do some okay. comedies or whatever. But it's it's all it's not like musical. It's more like straight theater. Uh-huh. Anyway, I said, why don't we just go see a, a, a show called The Doll's House Part Two, which is basically a sequel kind of to The Doll's House by Ibsen. We and I get real excited because when I went to get the tickets, not only were they half price if you get them like an hour before the show, but you could, I had a choice of sitting in the front couple rows or sitting on the stage as part of the show. I thought this would be so cool because they take you backstage, you get to see the back of the stage, you get to be part of the show. Basically, you're part of like the jury behind the actors. And I got so hyped up, and then right before the show, I decided to have a glass of wine. You and and so she tells me. That she's she's we're sitting on stage, which I was like, why are we sitting on stage? I we've just been grieving all day. Why do we need to be part of a fucking theater theatrical production right now? Why? Because I never miss an opportunity. There's I have like a, twenty I have people FOMO. on stage and three hundred people in the audience, and you have to choose the fucking seats on stage. Yes, it seems like way more fun to sit on stage as part of the show. So she she drinks a couple sips of of wine, then they they take us down on this freight elevator onto the stage. And you, she's freaking out. You're freaking out. I was so here. excited. Oh, my God. We're backstage at Steppenwolf. I've never seen this before. This is amazing. Yeah. We get on the stage. She's like, this is incredible. Look how close we're going to be to the to the actors. We're and literally I, like f- maybe three feet away. Yeah. From it was so cool because we're, we're part of the show. And, and I could see my two friends are out in the audience. And they're going to see us, too. So the lights come up. The audience sits. The lights come up. The actors come on stage. And I look over. And my mother is passed the fuck out. I, I all of a sudden got really sleepy. The lights are on us. We are front row on the <laughs> stage. We're the character. The actors are making eye contact with us, and my mother is literally nodding off. I really had a hard time staying up. I could not keep my eyes open. It was almost like the most perfect sleep I could imagine. I'm I'm trying to kick you, kick I'm me, you and you. I have black and blue marks on my arm from when you were hitting me with your elbow. You were elbowing me. Wake up, wake up. I, at one point, I said, "Mom, you have to wake up." And you go, "I'm trying." <laughs> I'm trying so hard to wake up. You're trying real hard. You pass. You just literally start nodding to the side. I almost at one point I found myself almost tipping over. Yeah. I literally, if, if two seconds later I would have been falling. 
I would have fallen completely off the side of the chair onto the floor. And I start, I start thinking of the audience and what they must be thinking. Can you imagine watching if I fell off this play? Chair? Yeah, watching this play and seeing someone completely pass out behind them on the stage, and I start having a laughing attack. I know you did, and that made me start having a laughing attack. So she's alternating between passing out and laughing. Oh, it was, and this is it was, not a comedy either. It, honestly, it was like watching a play within a play. I. It, it was so, so funny and so awkward. And my friends, after the play, they like, way to fall asleep. Yeah. We were watching you the whole time, not off. And I'm like, well, what about you guys? Oh, we were sleeping too. Everyone just passed the fuck out. I was enjoying it. It's a great show, by the way. It's just that I, there's I something. Know, you go, Stephen was the best theater around. It is. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, you were up for five minutes of it. I know. I was up for Do you know anything about the storyline? Of course I do. What, what do you remember about the storyline? I remember... Let, let's forget it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh, I do. I remember, remember certain, shit. certain parts that were more apparent than others. You do not remember shit about that storyline. I'll tell you that. What could be more embarrassing than if you're going through security and they pull out this huge bottle of lubricant? Has that happened to you? No. But if it did, I'd be mortified. Is the reason it hasn't happened to you because you own the Weekender Kit by Kama Sutra? Yes, it is. Guys, Kama Sutra has got your intimacy and romance covered. Down to a small package science. It comes in a little tin that can fit in your pocket or a little purse. You pull this shit out, you're going to look like a stud or what? You're going to look like a stud because you're pulling out the Weekender Kit? You look prepared. Yeah, I would be impressed. If a guy came up with this Weekender Kit, I'd be impressed. I have the lubes ready. I got the massage oils. You I got, got the, the kissable oil of love. And you got a little feather duster with some f- fun little love dust. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting dust on your erogenous zones. Okay. Anyway, how did we get that 20% off then? Oh, you go to Kamasutra.com and enter promo code MOM for 20% off. Did I mention, by the way, that Kamasutra is a family-run company by a mother and son? That's pretty cool. Did I mention that Kamasutra has been making love better since 1969? 50 years. That's 20% off if you mention code MOM. Kamasutra.com. What a ride. All right, I want to play another voicemail. Hey, Cam and Karen Lee. This is Amanda. I just wanted to call in and try and quickly answer your question about how the podcast has affected my communication regarding sex. Um, I will say I've definitely never felt shy about talking to my friends about sex when it involves a partner, but for most of my life, for whatever reason, I've always felt some sort of embarrassment when it comes to talking about masturbation. Um, I just purchased new sex toys for solo play and Somehow it easily flowed into conversation yesterday when I was talking to my friends, and it was so shameless and nice, and it turned into us giving each other recommendations on sex toys, and it was great. I just wanted to let you guys know that what you're doing is making a difference in at least my life, and I want to thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you, Amanda. Making the difference. Making sex great again. Yes. Actually, there is episode 186, Make Erotica Great Again with Dipsy, that you guys got to listen to because it'll teach you how to talk dirty. It's all about erotica. And I don't know if it will teach you how to talk dirty. Of course it will. 
You get it. What do you start using the lines from the play? Yes, that's the whole idea of it. You gotta you put yourself into this fantasy. It, I mean, it, it definitely gets you comfortable with the sexual space. Yes. And uh, Amanda, and masturbating. Uh, masturbating. <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> masturbating. Masturbating. Uh, Amanda, thank you very much for this. Uh, I am very happy that that you're getting more comfortable with pleasure. I think this podcast has made me more comfortable with with pleasure and and taking the time for myself. Yeah, I didn't feel as much shame around it. I but maybe I, I guess it just felt a little indulgent to me. Indulgent, something to, that I've to always spend five minutes pleasuring yourself, or in your case, probably thirty seconds. Thank you, mother. <laughs> no, five minutes does feel pretty in. in I don't know. Five minutes feels on the shorter side of things. All right. I don't. I mean, the people that have come on our show have recommended thirty-minute sessions of just indulgence. You know, here's the deal. Again, I, I like to hear from the listeners. It seems like masturbating for men is just much more accepted than masturbating for women, and we're trying to make it equal on both sides. Hmm. You're trying to close that orgasm gap. Yeah. Are you familiar with that term? No. <laughs> it is a big, it's a big uh, movement right now. See, I'm always learning about sex now from you. I used to be the teacher. Now I'm the student. Oh, I don't even think I necessarily use that correctly. But basically, it, it, we've been having a high emphasis on the male orgasm and not as much on the female orgasm. All right. We're closing the female orgasm gap. Boom. Power to the big O. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast. Yeah. Never fake an orgasm. Please. Mom, you've mentioned that four All billion right. times. All right. Well, in case I didn't, in case you guys missed those four billion episodes that I mentioned it, four billion and one right now, never fake an orgasm. As a matter of fact, I did a video on my YouTube channel called 69 Reasons Not to Fake the Big O. Look at that. Yeah. Can I get back to the dying grandpa for a sec? Well, yes, Mr. Downer. <laughs> well, I just, what you said earlier about how, you know, I'm teaching you now. You used to be teaching me. Yeah. This has been something I've been learning a lot you know, it's amazing to watch someone you go from such a powerful uh, adult figure yeah. to someone who's so weak and uh, more more childlike, not like, to a, mention, like a baby. Yeah, but not to mention that he himself is a doctor. He's a physician. He's an internist. He's, yeah. He was still working as of like two or three months ago, donating his time uh, ch- charity-wise to uh, the people that couldn't afford medical care yeah and in what you said also last night about how he for me he played a big uh fatherly figure right. whereas the other the other grandpa on the other side is more of a childish figure you know just by the nature of his personality by your dad's dad yeah yeah and, and it's it's really interesting in that perspective and and when you look at where people fit into your lives your life as are they are they more of a parental? Fi- are are they the older person in the relationship versus the younger person in the relationship? Because I've always joked with you about how my memoir is going to be called "I Am My Mother's Father." <laughs> it, it I is, love that. It is pretty interesting that you know, that for some people you do tend to play more of a mother, and some people you do tend to play more of a child. And it, it could flip-flop back and forth. And I Yeah, think, there's plenty of times when you come to me as a child. Yeah, I mean, last night when you were listening to me bellow, I think that was very... I don't know. I actually don't know that... I, I, it felt kind of adult for me to be even able to express my feelings in that way. But yeah, I think on this podcast, for sure, you play more of the child than I do. 
What? You have an objection? I'm objecting to that. I don't think in... in when our, you call me up and say, uh, I think I impregnated pod- somebody oh, uh, eight months ago, yeah, even that's though fair. she never had a child. Occasionally, I play the war of the child. Not occasionally. Many times when you call me up with all your various ailments, <laughs> it's me being the, the mother slash doctor. Yeah. Psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just... Yeah. I... I I think we both we flip flop back and forth, and I think that's good for everybody to have good. a balance between. Sometimes you're more of the nurturer, and sometimes you need more of the nurturing. I think that off the podcast, there's even uh, more of a flip flop. What does that mean? Well, I think that you do play a bit of a. We've talked about you playing a bit of a caricature. Yeah, and, I mean, you uh, guys don't know that I'm much more mature when i'm off the podcast i don't know about that <laughs> we literally were talking at breakfast today about how you would we you're like we went to this fleet foxes concert together oh my god this was how Me, many years ago? you and gerald my brother how many years ago did we go to fleet foxes at the auditorium theater in chicago it was at the chicago theater okay, in maybe Chi- it was a Chi- chicago one of those two really nice old it was con- the chicago theater and and, and it was nine foxes. years ago Nine years ago, okay. And so how old were you? You told you, me. Well, how old were you? Nine 22. years ago. 22. You were 22, exactly right now. And then your brother is five and a half years younger than you. So how old? That's been eight years ago. I don't know. All right. So we give to fuck? Well, it depends. I want, it's very oh, imperative to explain that. that oh, for I the w- story. Yeah. So, so Gerald must have been 18. 18 yeah. and 22. So I'm putting on a role of mother that does not get high. Maybe 17. Maybe 17? Mother, yeah. You're playing the role of mother who doesn't get high. Meanwhile, you tell me that you you just casually mentioned the fact that, was that the best concert or <laughs> did I just get super stoned in the bathroom? And I said, did you get high in the bathroom alone? Yes, I did. What the fuck? I wasn't going to... I mean, I love... It, and this is I hope I don't get arrested because I got high like eight years ago in the bathroom at the Chicago theater but I I went in the bathroom by myself I took a hit and I coughed like for like 20 minutes straight came out got super paranoid and had to go I couldn't I, I couldn't look at the backup I had to run out of the, the theater and leave you guys there oh my god well you were an adult then you were 22 you could take care of your 17 year old brother what the fuck? I got super high. We're, you, we're adult then, but it's still not adult that you, you have to uh, hide your fucking getting high around us. I did. You're unbelievable. So I ran out. This sounds terrible, by the way. What if I get arrested for this? Anyway, I will continue. No one's arresting you. So I go, I go back into the bathroom to calm down, and I come back, and you guys are enjoying the backup group, and we sit down for Fleet Foxes, and I got to tell you something. I was in the perfect frame of mind. It was so, I mean, Fleet Foxes has harmony. It, it's like almost like seeing a classical concert, how good they are. And, and, or it was so enhanced by the, the high that I had. No, it was, it was an incredible concert because I, I know this because I was working for a consulting company at the time and I was working maybe 15 hour days. Literally could not, I, I was getting no sleep. I was a shell of a man. And I, I remember this concert standing out in my mind because I was in such a bad frame of mind that even this, it, it became this counter effect where the more beautiful an experience was and the less able I was to appreciate it, the the angrier and, and more depressed I became because it was like, oh my God, I'm experiencing such a gift and yet I cannot absorb it because I feel like dying. <laughs> Thank God you quit that job. The amount, the the levels that we were on, 
such different pages. Me and you. Oh my God. You I were was, having the time of your life. Oh. I literally could not have been more exhausted and upset. And your brother was, of course, enjoying the show because he's the chillest person <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> that is correct. But it was great. Fleet Foxes, uh, I mean, they're a phenomenal band. And uh, by the way, speaking of um, something I'd like to have you guys all check out, and I don't know how to do this, but there was an article in the Stanford, is it the Stanford <laughs> Magazine or what was yeah. it? Okay, so you all know that Cam went to Stanford University. Oh, okay. And so they interviewed you yeah. for, for this magazine. And it's like, nine, what is it? Nine Truths and a Lie? Yeah. Okay. So you need to read this because I'd I like to maybe do this in a future podcast. You or do you want to just read it right now? Uh, we're coming up on time. Just do it real quickly. All right, fine. Hold on. Let me pull it up. You can't leave these people hanging like this. So the article is called, He Talks With His Mom About Sex on a Podcast and Other True Stories and One Falsehood from the Madcap Life of Cameron Potter. This is very well written by someone who named uh, Heidi Sig- Sigwa. Yeah, I started to get to know her through this experience, and she's a sweetheart. I'm sure she is. Thank you, Heidi. She did. A, she wrote a beautiful article, by the way. She's a great writer. Madcap Life of Cam Potter. It sounds, a, like, it sounds like that. Mad Life of Oscar Wilde or something you, like that. You are... All right. You are mad. Okay, so here we go. I think you just like this article because there's a big picture of you on this page looking very, very tan. And by the way, if you want to read this article, it'll be posted on our Instagram and on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Are you doing that or is that me doing that? Okay, I'll do it. God bless it. Okay, here we go. From being a clown to being down, in parentheses, to talk sex with his mother, Cameron Potter, class of 11, has had an outrageous career so far. Here are nine truths and one lie about the comedian and podcaster. Are you able to tell the facts from our fiction? Number one, he played a mime on HBO's Silicon Valley. Number two, you want to respond to each one? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that would be true because uh, I was giving, uh, I, I was I was called up because they needed someone to mime giving a blowjob in full mime gear. That's me. That is hilarious. And by the way, when you announced to my boyfriend Dee's that you were going to um, be doing a doing mime, he said, "Why don't you do a, a blowjob?" So he actually had taught you prior to that how you should mime a blowjob. I love that that he takes credit for the, for all this. He takes credit for that one. This yeah. wonderful success of mine of, of giving a mime blowjob. Of all the things I think I've done, I think this get no. I think America's Got Talent gets a bit. All right, go all right, on. No, okay, so number two, yes. And dot, dot, dot. He's an improv alum. He also co-founded the Stanford comedy troupe Robber Barons. It's true. It's I'm very, very, very cool. proud of that group. That it, is a, still alive and kicking. That's awesome. Number three, he has written skits on topics ranging from farts to gondoliers to Synergy House Rules. Synergy was the hippie commune that I was placed in uh, my junior year. And at the time, it was my le- least favorite place to live on campus. That was prior to moving in where I got to live with two of my best friends and we just made comedy the whole time. It was okay. unbelievable. Yeah. And and they, they were very like granola eating. Like they didn't even use napkins. We baked, we baked bread every day. And they didn't use napkins. They used like cloths. How about the fact that uh, the first email I got from the house, the subject line was come together, C-U-M, together to relieve the stress of finals. 
It was a circle it was a cir- jerk. It was an invitation jerk. to a circle, circle jerk. jerk. I don't know if they were joking, but, but it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was real. <laughs> that might have set the tone for sex talk with my mom. Who knows? Okay. Number four, he made it to the quarterfinals of America's Got Talent with a novelty act that involved spitting into another man's mouth, choreographed to opera music. That's correct. We all know that's true. My, my grandpa encouraged me to make another act where we actually pissed into each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> number five his main gig is sex talk with my mom a podcast where he yep talks about sex with his mother and if you're listening to this you obviously know that's true number six the podcast has improved his dating life now this one is questionable this, this is a quasi possible lie i think it has improved my dating life just in the way that i'm able to to talk about sex and and understand it in a more profound way but sometimes it does scare people off <laughs> They run for the hills when they hear about this one. Number seven, he believes that clowning and dating are similar. I think I meant to say fucking, but <laughs> okay. I don't know if she wanted to include I, that. You probably did say fucking, and she had to make it sanitized for Stanford, mm-hmm. so she wrote clowning and dating. So that means showing and accepting your vulnerable parts is a loving act and the best way to forge a connection. I think that's accurate. That's accurate. It does. It makes more sense with sex. but Right, it does. So let's do, he believes that clowning and sex are similar. Mm-hmm. Number eight, he became, uh, can I announce which co- company you worked for? Sure. He became a Deloitte consultant after graduation and promptly ghosted that career path. Ghosted. We know Shell from of a the man. prior story today that that's why he ghosted them. Number nine, sex talk with my mom is being developed for TV for our bu- viewing pleasure. It makes it sound like it's way more along in the path than it is. Although we are in discussions constantly about it. Well, we're about to sign a contract, so we'll see. Yeah, and we also were just recently on a TV show, so there's a lot of TV in the There's a lot of TV going on. You'll you'll hear about that in a couple months. Number nine, sex talk with my mom. Oh, we did that one already. And number 10, he played the trash can in the Stanford band. And then it says, click to to show to reveal the lie. It says, number 10 is a lie. You didn't think he'd do something that conventional, did you? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. I would actually have loved to play the trash can in the Stanford band. That would have been so fucking fun. You could dress up as, as uh, what's a guy in Sesame Street? Big Bird? No. Oh, Oscar the Grouch? That would have been yeah. brilliant. Yeah. I, w- I would have loved that. Is there, a tr- is there a guy that plays a trash can in the Stanford band? Yeah, I, I think a few. There has to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I think my friend Daniel, the one that gave me... The, I, I don't know if he played the trash... He played the drums, I think. But he might have played the trash can for a little bit. That's hilarious. I don't know if he We played. also know the person that... Uh, Play the Stanford tree and ran around. Well, that's Nicoletta yeah. von Heidegger, the one, the uh, the sex therapist that that it's came a, on our show. That's a good friend of mine, and she's also got her own podcast called Sluts and Scholars. Yeah, it's another pleasure out. podcast. All right. On that note, I want to. Uh, Why didn't they say anything about the fact that you developed uh, pleasure podcasts? I don't know. They, I guess they didn't. Uh, they didn't find that nearly as interesting as these other the things. The fact that I created a little ad agency, uh-huh. they, not as interesting as the fact that I'm spitting into other men's mouths. By the way, my favorite Stanford professor has just released a book. His name is Rob Reich, and his article, the article about his book, is directly under this article <laughs> about me. And apparently, he emailed one of my friends that used to work for him, saying, "Are you still friends with Cam Potter? Do you see that they put me?" Underneath him on this page, and what was his article? And what is his book about? Oh, philanthropy and democracy. That's all what that I thought. He, I think I saw him and had a huge crush on him at your graduation. I know. And you, God damn it, we don't need to get into this. We're not having him on the show. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. <laughs> I know what that face is. Okay. 
I bet he'd want to be, though. Sing him out, Mother. It's getting time. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the little Cammy who turns 30. Wow! Holy fuck. You got a rhyme for my birthday. I did it just for you, honey. Thank buddy. you. All right. There is a, we're going to play a quick little voicemail after this thing, too. Uh, we got a, a wonderful little a little singing song that I got. So thank you very much for all the birthday wishes. I very much appreciate it. And uh, I love you all. Thank and you for I listening. Bye. Bye. It's Chloe again. And Miss Karen, you said to leave a message for Cameron because he's turning 30 soon. So since I'm turning 21, I figured I might as well leave a little birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Cameron. Happy birthday to you. Happy 30. Um, 30, flirty, and thriving. Have a great day. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode or you appreciate this podcast, don't be selfish. Share it. Do us a favor. The best way to support our show is by sharing it with other people so that we can grow our family and we can continue making these beautiful little episodes. So what you need to do is just copy this link and text it. I don't think my mother is aware of how people share these things, but basically whatever app you're using, click on it, copy it, and text it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.